This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, paid family leave for federal employees is looking more and more like a reality. Senate Democrats make another push to save a telework program for thousands of SSA employees. And with the government's main regulations website going down, many agencies are giving the public more time to comment on proposed rules. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal employees may be close to a win on paid parental leave. Congress and the White House have agreed to grant up to 12 weeks of paid parental leave for federal employees in the upcoming Defense Authorization Act. The program would allow federal employees to take paid time off for the birth, adoption, or fostering of a new child. But it would not apply to federal employees who want paid time off to care for a sick family member or themselves. Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen says Congress will need to revisit paid medical leave for the federal workforce. Maryland's other senator, Ben Cardin, and some Democratic colleagues are calling on the Social Security Administration to reverse its decision to end telework for some 12,000 operations employees. They say SSA's new bargaining agreement with the American Federation of Government Employees does not justify the end of telework for those workers. They also say they're concerned the agency has not given employees enough time to change their arrangements. Senators also fear ending telework will make SSA's customer service challenges worse, not better. Agencies are giving the public more time to comment on proposed rules after a temporary outage of regulations.gov. For example, the Federal Trade Commission has extended its deadline to Wednesday for comments on its review of the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act rule, which limits what information is collected on young children online. Bloomberg reports that the Labor Department has also given the public until Wednesday to comment on a proposed rule that would define which service employees would receive income from tipping. Congress wants to put a definitive pause on the Trump administration's proposed merger of the Office of Personnel Management with the General Services Administration. The latest Defense Authorization Conference report includes language that would temporarily block the OPM-GSA merger. It prevents anyone from assigning, transferring, merging, or consolidating any function, responsibility, service system, and program at OPM to GSA or the Executive Office of the President. The measure instructs OPM to contract with the National Academy of Public Administration. NAPA will study OPM's structure and mission and then present its findings to Congress. Federal acquisition leaders know the roles of agency contracting officers are changing, but they aren't quite sure how to adapt to the evolution. A new survey by the National Contract Management Association found senior procurement executives recognize the urgency of change needed to overcome a culture of risk aversion. The senior procurement executives say advances in data analytics and technology are reshaping contracting, as is the need for agility, speed, and innovation. And CMA says it will now survey the frontline workers to gauge their take on the current situation. We're finally seeing the details behind Amazon's lawsuit challenging the Pentagon's multi-billion dollar cloud computing contract. The Court of Federal Claims released a heavily redacted version of Amazon's complaint yesterday. It claims Amazon Web Services should have easily won the Jedi Cloud contract on a purely technical basis, but the DoD took repeated steps to undervalue Amazon's bid and improperly level the playing field so Microsoft could win. 
Company attorneys say those actions are inexplicable, apart from the fact that President Trump had criticized Amazon's role in the procurement. They claim defense officials consciously and unconsciously made decisions to suit his wishes. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says the Pentagon found $5 billion in savings over the past four months through its zero-based review process. Esper says DOD found those savings by divesting in legacy systems and cutting back on redundancies. It will continue its review early next year by asking the Office of the Secretary of Defense, the Joint Staff, and the combatant commanders to find areas where they can save money. The newly freed funds will go into further aligning the Pentagon with the National Defense Strategy. The Surgeon's General of the Military Services broke down exactly how many billets each branch would lose under DOD's new plan to shrink the medical corps. The Air Force will get rid of 4,000 medical jobs, the Army will shed nearly 7,000, and the Navy will cut about 5,400. DOD plans to eliminate the jobs since the military does not plan to be as active in the Middle East and because it wants to make the military more lethal. Lawmakers on the House Armed Services Personnel Subcommittee said they were concerned about the number of medical billets on the chopping block. More than 5 million users are registered on the Veterans Affairs Department's online patient portal. VA says it's a major milestone for My Healthy Vet. The site launched back in 2003. It allows veterans to refill prescriptions, view scheduled VA appointments, send secure messages to their health care teams, and download their personal health records. VA says veterans have used the site to download over 37 million records, refill 148 million prescriptions, and send at least 86 million messages. VA says its disability claims backlog is at its lowest point ever. VA says it's handled 1.4 million claims at the end of fiscal 2019. That's 4% more than the previous best ever year back in 2015. VA processed about three-quarters of disability claims within its target of 125 days. The department says most veterans who apply for disability benefits get a response within 107 days. A tax academic and lawyer joins the IRS to take a highly visible job. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has details. Sharon Fisk will head the IRS Office of Professional Responsibility, which oversees people like accountants, attorneys, and preparers who practice before the agency, so-called Circular 230 matters. Fisk has represented individuals and corporate taxpayers not only before the IRS, but also before the Department of Justice Tax Division and federal and state courts. She is currently a professor of tax at California Polytechnic Pomona. The agency says Fisk will join in early 2020. I'm Tom Temin. Federal statistician Nancy Potok will retire at the end of this year after spending much of it coordinating the rollout of the Trump administration's data-centric policies. Nearly three years on the job, Potok led work on the federal data strategy and implementation of the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act. Prior to her time at the Office of Management and Budget, she held multiple jobs at the Census Bureau, including Deputy Director and Chief Operating Officer. She also served as the Deputy Undersecretary for Economic Affairs at the Commerce Department. And another key OMB staff member is leaving to head up an industry association. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. Matthew Cornelius spent the last three years working behind the scenes on IT modernization policies and programs for the Office of Management and Budget. Now he's taking his experience to the private sector. Cornelius is the new executive director of the Alliance for Digital Innovation, a newish industry association. At ADI, Cornelius says he wants to continue to improve the federal market's capabilities for buying and using technology. During his time at OMB, he worked on implementing the Technology Modernization Act and ensured the IT modernization goals of the president's management agenda were met. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 